0: That's great, God. Thank you for gathering us together, the communion of saints, to be reminded of whose we are and who we are because of your grace, God. Unless you speak to us today, nothing of value will be said. So give me your words to speak and keep me completely out of your way. In Jesus' name, Amen. All Saints' Day brings grace. our thoughts. We think about those who have gone before us. We gather their photographs and celebrate their legacies. It's a wonderful time to intentionally remember. The first anniversary of my dad's death made me so angry. It made me mad to begin a year in which he did not inhabit. I'm not someone who was captivated by the past. In fact, I love to dream and hope for the future, but his death made me resent the passage of time for the first time in my life. Each day brought me further and further away from the last time I spoke to him, the last time we were together, the last time I hugged him. I remember wondering in the throes of my, grace when it would, in my grief when it would be that I would forget how the particular way he said my name sounded. Bethany! As though it had an exclamation mark on the end, and joy in the middle. And FYI, I can still remember four and a half years later. I pray that I always will have that gift in my heart. So it's no wonder that this day brings us into the past as we celebrate and remember. But our scriptures do not bring us into the past. They bring us into strange visions, spiritual insights, and the greatly anticipated kingdom of God. All Saints Day brings us to a place where the past and future crash together in grief, longing, joy, and hope. All Saints brings us powerfully into the right now. The strange dreams of Daniel uh, need a lot of time and thought. And they seem, they sound like fever dreams, don't they? And the encouragement of Paul to people at Ephesus to continue to be be drawn into the insight and wisdom of God and the cryptic teachings of Jesus about blessing and woes. In all of these, we find invitation to balance, equilibrium, trust, and presence. Wake up now. Have and live. sermon on the plain from our Luke text this morning is often read as a cautionary tale, right? It sounds like one. Woe to you, who so-and-so, whatever. And the idea is that those who are experiencing blessing would be somehow punished for blessings, and those suffering would be blessed by their suffering. Sounds kind of strange. And I don't really think that's what Jesus was getting at. The sermon on the plain is an attempt to bring people to common ground and bring insight into common humanity. Because remember, in the first century, if somebody was blessed, everyone assumed that they were a good person. In like manner, if they were suffering, everyone assumed that they were a bad person. Can you imagine how it must have felt if you were experiencing difficulty or grief? To have that shame and guilt be heaped upon you, that somehow you had fallen out of favor with God and that you deserved it, and knowing that your neighbors and your faith community thought the same about you? Likewise, the dangerous hubris that comes from thinking that you're holy is not good. I have never met worse people than those who are certain they are right. Both of these places, the place of shame and the place of arrogance, create a dangerous distance from trust and reliance What Jesus is teaching us today is not that those who are blessed are intrinsically bad, or those who are cursed now are intrinsically more good. He is saying your circumstances are subject to change. Kind of like the weather in Texas, right? Well, we'll look outside and say it's raining, and that wasn't even on the forecast. Welcome to Texas. Mm -hmm. No life is static. Good and bad things happen to everyone, often without warning, and certainly without our ability to control them. As my dad would say, this too shall pass, the good and the bad. Your current circumstances are never permanent. You will all experience blessing, and you have, and you will. You will all live through the terrible. god and the only place that you can experience that belonging is right now our memories are wonderful i hold them in my heart always but we cannot return to the past our hopes and dreams are lovely but we cannot guarantee a certain future emily dickinson wrote forever is composed All Saints Day is a day that inspires from the past, so that we might live today in in a way that brings hope to the future. It's a pivot point. A vista where we can see clearly the past and the future and pause to contemplate the importance of this life that we have been gifted. As a pastor, I am more More acquainted with death than most. And it's a blessing to have the frequent reminders and wake-up calls to be present, attentive, and thoughtful about the gift of this life. Every single one of us will die. It is literally the only thing that we can say for sure is going to happen to all of us. You won't hear that anywhere else this week because our culture is obsessed with youth and vitality and ignoring but you are going to die. You will join the mystery of God's presence, just like all of the incredible people represented here on our front this morning. And we're so fortunate as Lutherans to not have to wonder and worry about whether we will belong to God. What a gift. We know that God's grace covers us. But as we stand at this vista between the past and the future, we get to take stock again at how well we reflect and embrace that grace that has been given to us. Take this moment—this is what church is for—and consider, how will you be remembered? When you are gone, what will people say of you? How will your memory affect them? Will your love be an inspiration? Will your complicated relationships take time and therapy to work through? Will the wounds that you have inflicted heal? Will the joys and laughter that you have shared live on with the loved ones that think of you? When they hear your voice in their heads, will it be as a critic or a cheerleader? How do you want to be remembered? Is how you are called to live right now. You will all leave some kind of legacy. And it's up to you what that legacy will be. God created you so that you might leave one of grace and love and service and hope. And it is in the pursuit right now of seeing with the vision of your heart so that you might be transformed by God's incredible love. It is in the hard work. Of seeking healing for whatever toxic things have happened to you so that you don't in turn wound others. If we don't get healing, we'll continue to hurt other people. That shrapnel keeps coming out. It is up to us to do the day-in, day-out dirty work of being human and keep showing up and keep doing better and keep opening our hearts and keep serving and keep loving. Keep doing unto others as we would have them do unto us. On All Saints Day, we celebrate those we have loved who have passed. And if we close our eyes and listen with our hearts, we can feel them cheering us on, reminding us God is with us always, reminding us that we are going to die, but not today. Reminding us that there is good only only we can do, And so we must continue to work toward our own healing and transformation and love so that when our faces hit that altar, we too will be an inspiration. Amen. Let's stand and sing together. Shall we gather at the